You're listening to the SS Experience on SMG. So hopefully this doesn't sound like too loud. Recording in progress. What up, though? You listen to the SS Experience streaming on the SMG Podcast Network app. Download the SMG Podcast Network app on all your Apple devices. Android, I'm getting to you. Today is a day that we like to have a special guest on the show because um, you guys don't want to hear me talk for like hours and hours. And um, sometimes the podcast crew, you know, we got to change it up a little bit. So I got a real dope special guest. I've been um, following her for a very, very long time. Didn't want that to sound creepy, but um, I've been following her work for a very, very uh, long time. And when certain people get my attention on social media, I have to shoot this shot and try to get them on the show. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I'm glad in this particular instance that it's worked because um, I've been a fan of her since uh, reality TV. She's a former pro athlete. Uh, she hosts a show, um, Ask Miko. Again, she's a reality star. Um, Baller Wives, I think, is, is, is the one I'm looking for. Baller Wives, yes, Baller Wives. Um, and she got a lot of good work that's going on, too. So we're going to definitely uh, get her uh, to talk about all of that. Miko Grimes, ladies and gentlemen. And I wish I had the applause button set up. I don't have it, but uh, applause. And we'll put this in post-production. Miko, what's going on with you? Hey, what's up? I appreciate you actually asking. So many people DM me. Um, and there's a, you know, there's a side of DMs that you people you interact with. And then there's the other side. My side is a little scary over there. But I constantly tell people all the time, if you want me on your show, do not DM me, email me because I'm going to ignore it nine times out of 10. If I see something and I'm in a good mood, I might say, hey, send me an email, but you're never going to get me to respond to your show from from DMing me. So I appreciate you for sending the email to my assistant and getting it done. Yeah, I mean, because, like, I've done that a lot of times, too, the whole DM thing. Like, I'm going to just shoot a DM real quick. Maybe it's a little bit quicker. But I have the DMs at the same exact way where it's, like, people that DM me stuff, and then I go into that. I just be like, okay, let's see. Why is this folder so much of people? Then I look, and they like, oh, it was actually some good stuff in here. Like, sometimes IG be trying to spam. Like, like this is spam. Like, no, yeah. this was cool. Like, no, don't do that. No, it's a lot of penises. There's a lot of, like, emojis about you know sex then there's a lot of people talking shit to me and then mixed in oh can i cuss yeah 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 yeah. we're good we're good and then there's some mixed in people that are actually genuinely wanting to interact connect do business and i'm like listen to take yourself out of the riffraff shoot me an email that's when i know you're serious right right. you know you're just throwing it in the dms i don't know if that's serious that just seems like something you just clicked and hurry up and done if you put out a professional email and my assistant sees it and she's going to do her job to figure out if you're worth my time, and my energy, she's going to report back to me. Hey, this is something you might be interested in. Or she's going to not even tell me if she feels like it's not worth my time. So you got past her. That's good. Well, 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 emailing from an iHeartMedia email account does kind of help. I kind of learned that along my, my travels when I'd be like, I don't want to just use the radio station email to get stuff done. But guess what? It gets stuff done, so yeah. <laughs> Shout out to uh, your assistant for uh, allowing me to allowing me to get in the building. Um, so, Miko, I don't be trying to do the whole nostalgia, like your life story type thing, because I feel like that's been done millions of times. Like, right. if people really want to do that, like, uh, there's 
Miko's been doing interviews for a very, very long time. If you want to know her whole story, go there and get it. I want to talk sports with her. We can do a little bit of culture talk. We can interweave that in. But, no, nah, this isn't about to be the um, ask Miko about her life story type thing. So um, one thing that I want to uh, get in get in real quick, because I saw that you was doing something. Um, you were doing a casting call. Uh, it kind of went away a little bit. But did you want to talk about that real quick? Um, happiness oh, over everything? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so during the pandemic, I kind of decided I didn't want to be in the sports industry anymore. I didn't want to do sports journalism. I felt like um, there was no space for me in this industry because I'm a truth teller and I'm pro player. So it's kind of hard to move, make moves and, and grow your, your following and, you know, get the jobs you, that I feel like I deserve when I'm this way. And so the pandemic gave me an opportunity to, to jump into a new industry, which is TV and film. And so I wrote a short film. I, I taught, I'm self-taught. I did not take any classes to learn how to write TV and film. I didn't take any acting classes. I literally just hit up a bunch of people I knew in the industry and they told me what books to read to learn how to write a TV series and a short film and, and how to act in it. And I wrote it and I shot it. <laughs> I shot a short film it during the pandemic. And I've so far won over 10 uh, short film festival awards. Oh, and wow. um it's a TV series, as I said before, but the short film is a proof of concept, like a pilot for the TV series. And so I've been shopping it around for like the last two years and I just can't get anybody to pick it up because, again, I'm self-taught. I don't have any experiences. My first time doing all this. So nobody trusts me to um to handle an entire TV series and, and that kind of money that they would pay me to do it. So what I've decided to do is uh, shoot uh, several episodes of the TV series to give them more proof of concept that even though I'm new to this industry, I know what I'm doing. Right. You know, I, I can do it. Like there's some people that have to go to school and some people don't. And right now with, with the way social media is and the way the internet is, you can learn how to do everything online, books, online, everything. And I just want to be one of the people that shows other people that you can do anything that you put your mind to. So I'm, I'm casting for my TV series this month in January, if you want to, if you're an actor or um, even if you don't have any experience, I'm taking everybody. You want to audition? Follow me on uh, Ho. Waving my, waving my hand for the Instagram. video audience. For the video audience, I'm waving my hand because I definitely want parts in this acting thing. You know what I'm saying? So how can everybody get on? Hey, so all you have to do is go on Instagram and follow Ho, H-O-E dot everything. Let me explain what that means. Ho is the name of the TV series. It's an acronym for happiness over everything. And you follow that Instagram page, you will find all the characters that we're trying to cast. There's an email button there. You click the email, you send in that you want to audition. Well, now, if you have experience, you send in a resume, you send in a reel. If you don't have experience, send in whatever resume you have of whatever work you've ever done. I don't care if it doesn't have any acting in it just show me that you are a successful person that you're hustling you're grinding you're trying to do something and you would like to try out this acting thing we will look at you oh pictures we need photos not selfies nothing with filters if you have some professional headshots great if you don't set a tripod up and take some pictures of yourself send them in do whatever you feel like can help you get our attention if we like your look we'll send you something called sides that's like you know lines of a certain script of a person that we think fits your description, right? Okay. You read those, you record yourself reading those and you'll have a dialogue. If you know someone else that can help you, have them read the other parts. So you can have a timing thing, you know, like of how the lines are supposed to be, you know, let off. Yeah. And you send that back to us. 
everyone that we like, we're going to have a second casting for you. And then if you make the third one, you're in. That uh, simple. And one more time, uh, tell them what they have to follow to do that, because um, I'm definitely follow. trying to shoot my shot at that for sure. Follow ho, H-O-E dot everything on Instagram, and you will find all the information there. If you see something, if you don't know something or you have a question, send a DM. My assistant and my director, one of them will contact you and answer your questions if you have any questions further. Once you've looked at the page and you've seen everything that we've posted so far. Happiness over everything, also known as ho. I mean, if the hoes want to apply, they can too. You know what I mean? She says she's taking yes, any and everybody. You know what I mean? We she is not discriminating around these parts. We got Miko Grimes. There's a lot of, a lot of ho moments too, by the way. And we all look every look. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. Everybody loves a whole moment from from time to time. You know what I mean? No matter what, yes. everyone loves a whole moment from time to time. Miko Grimes is on the SS Experience on 106.7 B. Listen uh, on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, the SMG Podcast Network app. Uh, make sure that you rate, review, subscribe, re-rate, re-review, resubscribe, unsubscribe, and then subscribe again so the algorithm can think we popping out here in these digital streets. So, uh, Miko, I want to recap some NFL with you real quick. Um, I'm a diehard Eagles fan, but unfortunately... I'm not wearing any of it. I mean, I, I wore this for the professional is of it. Normally, I have some Eagle stuff around here somewhere. Oh, damn. So sorry. Yeah, it, it, it was it was kind of all bad. But before you uh, hurt my feelings and talk about um, the Eagles real quick, uh, let's see. What, what, what Outside of that game, because there was some other games, Dolphins, Chiefs, Browns, Texans, Steelers, Bills, a couple of your old teams from uh, from back in the day. We'll talk about that in a second. Like I said, Dolphins, Chiefs, um, who else was in there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Bucks, Eagles. We don't want to talk about that right now. Packers, Cowboys. What's a game over the weekend that you was most interested in um, when you was watching, if you did get a chance to watch? Well, um, I'm a Rams fan, so I was most interested in the Rams and Lions game. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I was proud of my team just for making the playoffs. We started off real, real bad in the beginning of the season. Obviously, we had a lot of injuries. But once we got healthy and once we started to find other uh, offensive weapons, we, you know, had a very successful season and made it into the wild card playoffs against, you know, our old quarterback, you know, versus our new quarterback. We did the whole switcheroo thing. And I, I thought it was a really good game. Um, I thought we were evenly matched for the most part. I, I know that there was a huge play that the referees missed you know, that could have um, helped us win the game. But I don't blame that call on why we lost. We didn't score in the red zones like we needed to. You know, we missed some opportunities that gave the Lions the game. And so shouts out to them. Um, they deserve the win. You know, I'm a fan, but I'm I'm realistic. And I truly believe the Lions played the better game and they deserve to win the game. But that was the game I was most excited about just because no one had our team even winning, being 500 this year. And and we won, you know, 10 games. We got into the playoffs. Like, we did our thing. You know, this crazy thing that you said that the Rams is your team is because, obviously, you know, the whole fake journalism thing that I try to do, which is like Wikipedia real quick or whatever. You got St. Louis ties, too, so you get to claim the Rams from both. Because I know that you, you, you probably, you know, out in L.A. doing your thing or whatever. So you get a chance to claim the L.A. Rams and the St. Louis Rams. So, like, how did you feel, like, when they moved from, like, one place to the other, even though, like, both of them – even though the team moved to both of your places? Well, I grew up a Rams fan as, as a young girl. Uh, I've always just been a crazy, crazy football fan. Um, I played a lot of flag, a lot of, you know, you know, the girly stuff. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The powder puff and all that. But, you know, 
when they moved to St. Louis, it was perfect for me because I was living on the East Coast. So it was a shorter trip for me to go there. And it gave me an excuse to go see my family. I have lots of family in both LA and St. Louis. So it was fun. And we were the greatest show on turf in St. Louis. Like it was a time. Okay. And I, and I, and I knew a lot of the players, Marshall Falk, uh, Steven Jackson, Tori Holt, those are all my friends. Those are like good, good friends of mine. And so it was fun to watch them play, uh, in St. Louis and and then now they're back in LA, new stadium in Inglewood, the city that, you know, I'm from. So it just kind of it makes it all good for me. Like I'm happy. <laughs> so you so you get to keep your your throwback Rams stuff yes. from the first time yep. it was in LA. I, I, St. Louis stuff and LA stuff. Yeah. Nice, nice. So I wanted a, a game I was kind of interested in is like I said, one of your quote unquote former teams, um, husband played for the Dolphins uh, back in the day. You got like a lot of Miami ties there. Oh, yeah. I want to. I don't want to talk about the game them itself. I want. I want to go like a different route. Should that game have been played? Like I'm just saying, like negative thirty, some feeling negative thirty. I want to have a good product on the field. I get it. It's cold, but. I, I never made millions of dollars. Maybe if I was making millions of dollars, I'm not trying to play in that cold. The same thing that they did in Buffalo. They said, nah, we're not going to shovel this snow. Let's get this stuff out of here. Let's, let's, let's wait a little bit. You think that Dolphins game should have been played? Well, absolutely. And let me tell you why. Football is played in any weather. Okay. You know, unless there's lightning, you got to suit up. That's really a big element of the game is like people think it's an advantage for the Dolphins when they come to um south florida because of the heat there's humidity i you know that's where i live i live there and we will have 100 100 degree temperatures but it feels like 115 mm. so you gotta play rain sleet hell snow like you gotta play through it all and what happened the reason that the bills game was moved is because they were more concerned about the fans getting into the stadium because there was um you couldn't fly into buffalo people couldn't get there right makes any sense you know the roads were shut down people couldn't drive into the stadium they were worried about packing the stadium that's mm. the only reason that game was changed had that not happened it doesn't matter the weather you've got to play through it all and kansas city they loved having the dolphins into that kind of weather they they were i'm sure they were so excited because Man. you already have a team that hasn't proven that they can win big games. And then you have a weather ele element involved as well with a team that's used to playing in cold like Kansas City. I mean, nobody's used to playing in negative temperatures every week, but they've been through so many cold games in December and January that they're, that doesn't affect them. So why would they move it to, to make the Dolphins more comfortable for the next day? No, mm -mm. you got to play through it all. And that's what champions do. So, so the Dolphins ain't about to win no time soon then, basically, because they haven't been able to do it yet. And I want the Dolphins to win. I like I like the Dolphins. I want to be able to go to Miami and just see a nice little parade. But, yeah, that's not about to happen no time soon. They're not about to nah, – it's, it's... They, make, they make bad decisions. And one of the positions that you can't make bad decisions on, and that's quarterback. And they're consistently making bad decisions at quarterback. And when you do that, you kind of put yourself in bad situations every time because then you've – spend the first year saying oh this is the guy this is why we love him and then he doesn't go you know do what you what you thought then the second year is like oh that was his first year into the offense we need to give him another year and the third year it's like oh we added some new weapons we got a new coordinator we've got to you know they, they make all these excuses to really like 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 
mask the fact that they made a bad decision. They just can't get rid of them because they owe them money. Like they they owe you money. They're not going to just get rid of you when they owe you a hundred and something million dollars. You know what I mean? Like right. that's just the business of football. So they're going to constantly like lie and say, you know, there's a reason that this guy can get you to the Super Bowl. When in reality, 75% of the quarterbacks in the NFL are, are not Super Bowl quarterbacks, but they will never tell you that because why would the fans show up? They're not interested. I mean, I'm going to say this. They do want to win the Super Bowl, but winning the Super Bowl is not the goal. The goal is to get asses in the seats. The goal is to get the jersey sold, to buy the merch, to buy the the the, the $10, $15 hot dogs, the $9 beers, and, you know, all the things that come with creating the billionaire. And winning or losing does not generally affect how you make money winning the Super Bowl or losing the Super Bowl isn't that it's just the element of hope for the fans and as long as there's hope there's going to be asses in the seats and that's a win for the owners so we're talking about Jerry Jones now right <laughs> we're talking about all of them that that could that 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 fit that fits good old Jerry very well as long as I'm in the news as long as I got headlines as long as y'all buying yeah. these new 88 jerseys no I'll trade in that other 88 get this new 88 jersey right here because we was going to keep giving you 88 jerseys all throughout the rest of your time as a Cowboys fan. Like I said, I'm an Eagles fan, so I enjoyed that dog walking. But that means I have to talk about my team getting dog walked, too. But before we talk about my team getting dog walked, no, I want to talk about the Cowboys getting dog walked because it was hilarious. They won the division. They stole the division from us just to put that BS out there. Not just saying that we would have did any better if we had a home playoff game, but, man, that dog walk against the Packers was something crazy. What did you see in that game that just – because everybody thought that that was going to be a game that they was going to win. I mean, because they was like 16-0, and 8-0 in the season. So they was undefeated. You know, the Packers was coming in. They wasn't as great as the Cowboys was on paper. But, boy, man, like Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers was out there again. The way uh, Jordan Love was just slinging that thing. Pause. So what was you thinking about uh, that particular game before we talk about my team getting dog walked as well? Well, one of the things I noticed from the very beginning of the game is they won the coin toss and they chose to have the ball first. That doesn't very doesn't happen very often in the NFL. Everybody knows you defer. But what they learned was the Cowboys, when if they score first, they generally win the games. Like they if they're on the offense, if they're up, they play a completely different style of football when they're winning. Right. And when they're losing, it is not a good style of football. They do not play well from behind. And so Green Bay's biggest hurdle was that very first drive. Can you score a touchdown? Can you go down and not three? You got to get seven coming down there on the Cowboys and the rest, you just have to apply pressure. And they did that. They did exactly what other teams struggled to do that, that couldn't beat the Cowboys is get in front and stay in front and force them to play from behind. And that's when all the pressure comes. And that's when you see the, the Cowboys always fold under pressure. Do you think it was just one of those things where it was like um, they were celebrating winning the division too much because it seemed like that's all that they're really good at? Win the division, maybe you make it out of wild card weekend, but you're not making out of the division around. Like, it, mm, I had to be a kid to remember that, and I feel sorry for Cowboys fans because I'd be like, damn, man, y'all fans of this team, and y'all ain't never seen nothing. They was absolutely looking forward to the next week. They were looking ahead. Um, you should never do that, especially in football. It's any given Sunday vibes for everyone. It doesn't matter what what where you sit in the playoffs. And they just didn't come out and execute. I mean, you saw guys. I don't, I'm not gonna like I, I I hold every I make all players responsible for the games, right? The coaches and the staff 
call the plays and all that, and it can affect you. But when I watch the game and I'm seeing players just like, there wasn't a lot of effort. There wasn't a lot of, of like um, hard nose football. You know what I mean? Like I would have rather have seen people getting penalties from snatching people's helmets off or, right. you know, like just dirty plays, doing something to show that you really wanted to win the game. And they just got a mud hole stomped in their ass like the whole game. It was quite embarrassing to watch them win that division, which, you know, was a battle all season between the Eagles and the Cowboys to win that division to come out there and play like they did all season. Everybody kept saying, this is the year. This year is different. This this Cowboys team is different. No, they're not. They're the same team that gets everybody hyped from the beginning of the season. This year, they did win a couple games in, de in December, but not as many as they were supposed to. And they came in and got beat by a team that just was more prepared than them from the coaches to the players from the top to the bottom. The Packers came in more prepared and ready for the job, and the Cowboys weren't, period. I loved it. I loved every minute of it, even though the stat line doesn't really – tell you how much of a dog walk that was because as a lot of media pundits say empty calories empty touchdowns and all of that and the crazy mm -hmm. thing is I had tweeted too that okay now you guys are trying but the math just isn't mathing basically meaning you guys are trying when y'all are down so much well the thing is too that when they scored all those points the Packers had subbed out all their starters exactly I that. remember that too they subbed out the starters, and that's how the Cowboys even got the stats they got. And then that's why the Packers were like, hold on, we got to put y'all back in. Like, we thought this game was over, but like I said, you got to play to the last whistle, to the clock says zero. And it was smart of them to put their starters back in because who knows what would have happened. They were only down two touchdowns when there was two minutes left. Anything can happen, you know, but it was smart of them to put the starters back in and, and kick the dead body, and they did. And I was just happy about it just because, like you said, when their fans just be talking and all of this stuff saying they're doing boys this, that year, I'm like, nah, like, I be honest with you, I didn't think it was going to happen there. Like, just because how bad of a road team that they are, I figured that it would happen sometime on the road that that would happen. I didn't think that they was going to get dog walked at home, which is hilarious. Well, if you think about it, I think they're one and three at home in the playoffs <laughs> you know we talk about home wins but those aren't in the playoffs playoff football is a completely different monster than it is regular season games and that's a different headspace that's a different commitment because you're one and done there's no tomorrow like if you lose there's no tomorrow and I truly feel like the Cowboys showed us who they were in the first half they showed us that they were panicking their coaching staff seemed like they panicked they didn't have any answers and how do you think you're going to get to the Super Bowl or even get to the second round if you don't have answers for such a young team, a bunch of 20-year-olds, you know, came out there and smacked you around? Like, everybody was like, oh, you know, they're so young and they're so inexperienced. But sometimes when you don't have pressure on you like that, you can just get out there and just play football. And if you lose, you lose because nobody had you winning anyway. That's some. That's a different type of confidence as well. It's like, shit, I could just be myself. Let me just go out here and do what I really came to do and let the chips fall where they may. Well, the Cowboys have extreme pressure on them considering they finally won the division. It's taken them a long time to do that as well. And then you come out here and fucking lay it. It was just embarrassing. We could have just we could have just finally won the division for back to back years. We was the last team to do that since like oh three oh four. We could have just had that and been cool. But now we got to 
win the division again next year and then try to do it again. So the Cowboys just messed everything up. So I wanted to ask you this real quick before um, before we went on to um, the Eagles the Eagles and the uh, Bucks real quick. When it came to um, the Cowboys and the Packers, do you think that Coach LaFleur has the offense exactly the way that he wants it to since Aaron Rodgers isn't there to, like, quote-unquote, muck it up? Well, um, in Aaron Rodgers' defense, and the people might have issues with this, Aaron Rodgers is arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. And I understand championships matter, and Tom Brady has done all those things. But if you're talking about pound-for-pound quarterback skills and you take away, you know, a lot of things that, that are out of your control, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest. Like, he just has everything in his weaponry. He's he's total package. But what was happening when he was in Green Bay was everything was on his shoulders. He literally was the offense. He literally had to do everything. And I think that when he was there and they did the coaching change, uh, LaFleur didn't want to give Aaron all of that. You know, Aaron had to become secondary. He couldn't, um, you know, audible out of things. He didn't have that power. And it kind of mucked everything up in that way where you have this supreme elite veteran quarterback versus this coach who's un unproven right you know you got to figure out a way to make it work and they just never got on the same page but you then you bring in this young guy who's going to do whatever you tell him to do whatever you tell him he's going to do it he's going to follow it because he doesn't know any better and he knows that he has to prove himself. So I think that was a, a recipe for the greatness that we saw. They also were very unhealthy earlier in the season. The running back, uh, Jones, he was in and out of the lineup with a lot of injuries. And here he is healthy now. Last four games of the season, he has been tearing shit up. And when you have a great running game and you have a quarterback that has confidence, that is not afraid to stand in the pocket and make throws, that's what it looks like looks like it looks like greatness yeah because green bay do look good i mean i ain't gonna capture i haven't really watched too many green bay games but they actually uh look pretty good so miko i don't know how much time you got left but i got like a couple of more little game uh, notes to get through real quick let's, let's let's get to it i got a little time for you all right all right so with the last couple of minutes left before we have to do the hop out and hop back in thing because i'm cheap when it comes to the zoom thing all right, so you go ahead and tell me the truth about my Eagles. You can tell me how 10-1 and 1 was fraudulent and, you know, the problems that, you know, one of the last six, seven games we freaking won. So, I mean, we lost like the other six or seven of them. So what happened to my Eagles? Because from a fan, it just looked like we're good. We're just going to find a way to win. We just gonna, It doesn't matter. Keep the main thing the main thing. We're going to find a way to win. Then, unfortunately, we didn't find a way to win, and then the the wheels just fell off to the point where it was just like, we just really lost in Tampa Bay to them, which I don't know how good they are, but they wasn't good in week three. So what happened? So I was at the game. I'm in Tampa right now. <laughs> I went to the game last night, and um, as someone who has been pulling for the Eagles the entire season, and um, I've always said um, they don't look good. They don't look like last year, but they were finding a way to win. And sometimes that's all you have to do is find a way to win. But here's how I break down NFL seasons for, for championship or, or contending teams. You have your regular season, right? So you have the, the first quarter of the season where 
nobody has film on you, right? You got new coordinators. So you have a different scheme. You have different things going on. So there's no film. So you're supposed to win right. those games if you're a contender, right? Because nobody really knows how to game plan against you. Then you have the second quarter. I break it up in three three quarters. You have the second quarter of the season where people have film now. So they can kind of scheme against you, figure some things out, and you still somehow find a way to win those games because you are an elite squad, because you are good. And then the third quarter of the season is who you really are. And that's the part of the season that they lost. Every team in December is who they are, okay? Because everybody has film on you. Everybody knows what you're doing. Now, what are you going to do different? How are you going to beat people that have all these plays, all this film on you? What are you going to do? Because at this point, this is where you where you are as, a, as an organization. And they, they shit the bed. They lost everything in that third quarter of the season. They lost all, all but one game in December. We saw the wheels wobbling all season long, but because they were finding a way to win games, nobody panicked. Then when they started losing games, it almost felt like they didn't know what to do. They were so used to being great and being winners, losing all, it was almost like they were scared. It looked pussy a little bit, if I'm being honest with you. Oh, and that then hurts. That, And then when they came into that game, did you see the missed tackles? Did you see the no effort? I personally was waiting for a fight on the sideline because me, if I see my teammates and I never played football, I played the powder puff and the flag and all that. But as a basketball player, if I see my teammates shit in the bed like that and not playing effort, I might smack you in your fucking mouth and be like, what's going on? Who are these people behind you? This is so rude. I'm sorry. Yeah. I would smack. I would smack one of my teammates in the mouth like, yo, get your shit together. Like, what are you doing? Like, we have to win the game. There was nothing on the sideline that I saw that said anybody was holding each other accountable. I didn't see any clipboards flying. I didn't see any fucking Gatorade tins being slammed over. It just seemed like they were fine with getting their ass beat to a team that is not better than them, if we're being honest. Yeah, like, all year long for me, like, I just looked at the team and I was just always just thinking like, okay, well, as long as we win and we good, like I don't have a football mind. I just have a, a fan mind of it, you know, wins and losses, you know what I'm saying? Touchdowns and interceptions, you know what I'm saying? The basic, the basic math of football. And I, mm -hmm. and I seen, you know, we was good. Like I said, we was good. We was winning. We was finding a way to win defense would come through and make some plays for us from time to time. But then it's just the traditional old. Okay. Now, I think the game that, that had us messed up for real, for real, it was the 49ers game. It was, it was, it was either that people. one or the, it was either that one or the second Cowboys game. It was like the, one of, actually they were like back to back if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, that stretch right there. Cause we yeah, was, just, yeah, yeah. Cause we was good with the, we was good against the bills, which again, people thought we probably want to lose that one. We beat the chiefs. People definitely thought we was going to lose that one. So we win those two. And I guess because we won those two, we just got smacked against everybody there else. Was no problems. You thought everything was solved, but what you have to understand is December football, you roll into the playoffs as who you truly are, and they did not do much of anything in December. Nah, it was it was Miko, it was hurtful. I I because I, I was dog walking the Cowboys fans all yesterday. Like, see, I told y'all, y'all exactly who we thought y'all were, and y'all did it exactly in the way that we knew that y'all was gonna do it in the most embarrassing way fashion. But then something told me, it's going to happen to you, too. And when I looked at because I fell asleep. Like, I was watching it, but it didn't it didn't keep me interested enough because I kind of felt the vibes of, oh, this isn't all the way great. So I woke up around the fourth quarter. I'm like, wait a minute, we still got, like, eyes isn't, isn't what it used to be. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at my projector like, 
Does that still say nine? I fell asleep when we had nine. Why do we still have nine? And then I looked at the box score like, oh, so it was one of those type of parties where we didn't score at all, which that happened plenty of times in the regular season, except the difference was we had so many points in the first half that if that would have happened, the defense could have held on and we would have been good. And that's how you get into that one score, be finding a way to win type situation. So I knew it. I just didn't care because we was 10 and one. We was the best team in football. Now we not. We'll be back next year. Not like how the Cowboys fans say it. I'm just humbly saying we'll be back next year because we kind of have no choice to be back next year. Miko, if I can get you on for like a, like like about 10 more minutes, I got like I want to preview next week. And I got some culture stuff too, some Diddy and a, a couple of games from, yeah. Wow. So anybody that knows like how the pod goes or whatnot, we – well, when I was recording in the house studio, it was hard for me to be able to record the other person's audio because my board's only set up for me to talk and whoever's next to me, not like for an external bit of sound, right? So I always record people on Zoom, you know, because I get the video and I get the audio from the other person and I can always record myself on Adobe, you know, just to get my clear sound or whatever. So as always, I'm telling Mika, okay, we're just going to do the hop out, hop back in thing. So we, I'd go to do that. It doesn't let me log back in for 10 more minutes. It says that you've used your free, um, your. it's not like a trial, but it's like you use your free video or your free meeting or whatever. You can log back in in 10 minutes. So that kind of sucks because the whole point of hopping out and hopping back in is like because we can have the ability to go ahead and basically just say, Zoom, yeah, forget paying you. We're not about to do all of that. We'll just, just, you know, keep hopping out and hop back in and we'll put the video and the audio stuff together. Now, eh, it ain't like that. If we record, which, again, I have to record the audio of the other person, but now that I'm in the iHeartRadio studios in Atlanta, I can actually just, you know, the board is set up to where I can have external sound come in from, you know, a computer or audio, you know, basically somebody else, and I can have the audio recorded. So, but the video is something that we're trying to get a component of going in, too. So that's kind of what's going on now. So now I'm trying to get a message out to Miko real quick to, um, you know, go ahead and hop, you know, get back on the Zoom real quick. But she was feeding the babies. So that might actually take a while. But it's not going to – the timer is not going to start until somebody actually gets into the Zoom. And then that's when the, the clock stops or starts. So I'm going to take this time the way that we always do, always say help and look at look after the people who look out for us. You know, we always love to talk about the sponsors and the advertisers and things like that. So we definitely want to make sure that we take care of them real quick. So EJ's Warriors Academy, they do real good work out in Columbus, Ohio. Um, if you don't believe me, um, what they do is they, you know, very good karate classes, self, uh, you know, martial arts classes. They even got stuff on Tubi. And I've told you once and I'm going to tell you again. Cat Williams even said that Cedric the Entertainer doesn't have anything on Tubi. EJ's Warrior Academy has two videos on Tubi. They have the 10-time award-winning uh, EJ's Warriors and the 5-time award-winning EJ Warriors Part 2. So go on Tubi, check that out. And then whenever you want to get down with a karate class, you know, learn about martial arts or whatever, text Sensei EJ, that's S-E-N-S-E-I-E-J, to 614-999-6361. Help the people that help us, and when I say help us, help me keep this thing going. 
EJ's Warriors Academy. Check out my dude. We got uh, Miko back. Miko, I was just telling the uh, the pod before you got back on. So the thing that we do is very cheap, right, which we probably need to get our money up since we do got sponsors and stuff. So Zoom will let you record for 40 to 45 minutes. Then they'll tell you, okay, you know, your free trial is up. or well, not your free trial, but your free meeting is up, cut you off. Then normally what we would do is we would hop out, which that's what that part was, and then hop back in. And it's normally like within seconds, boom, 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 we straight. So I clicked it this time. It's like meeting in, just ended. Wait 10 minutes. I'm like, you motherfuckers. You guys finally found out the secret sauce to how we've been getting this off for the past two years. You know what I'm saying? So now. now I gotta so tell, rude. rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I was like, damn, they did us like that? So now I got to tell the podcast crew, like, yeah, guys, there's going to have to be a 10-minute intermission before I hop in, out and hop back in because it's hard to squeeze a lot of stuff in in 40 minutes. And I'm glad that you had an, enough time because normally I don't get as much time with uh, guests and celebs like yourself. So thank you for having, like, a little bit more time. It's going to be real good content when it's all chopped don't, up. Don't be, don't be ashamed of, of being cheap. Don't be ashamed. We got to crawl before we walk. You know what I'm saying? Like, stuff happens. And just keep going. Keep trucking along. Yeah, because definitely, um, that definitely did kind of, and it's not even that expensive neither. I mean, I probably paid just as much for the RSS fees and stuff like that. But shoot, if I can save that twelve ninety nine, if I can save that twelve ninety nine, I'm telling you, I can, I can, I can do something with that twelve ninety nine. So we got Miko Grimes back on the SS Experience, streaming on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, the SMG Podcast Network app, uh, also streaming on one hundred six seven to beat. Um, so make sure that you uh, rate, review, subscribe, and all of that. So after we talked about my Eagles getting dog walk, we're going to preview um, this week's um, playoff football action. Chiefs, Bills, Texans, Ravens on the AFC side, Buccaneers, Lions, Packers, 49ers on the uh, NF- NFC side. So, Miko, which uh, game are you most looking forward to uh, this coming up weekend in the divisional round? Uh, I have to say the Packers and the 49ers. I mean – Realistically, the Chiefs-Bills game is is the game. We've seen that movie a lot of times. The only difference in that game is we have to see the Chiefs on the road. We have never seen the Chiefs play a road playoff game unless it was the Super Bowl, okay? So right. they've got to go into Buffalo and play Buffalo uh, in Buffalo, and who knows what the weather is going to be like. So that's a Pretty big matchup game there. But I'm so excited about the Packers. Like, I'm excited to see if they can put together a well-planned game like they did against the Cowboys, against the division champions. I mean, the NFC uh, leaders in the San Francisco 49ers. Like, that game, to me, is probably going to be the most exciting game. Because you have have a young quarterback versus Brock Purdy, who nobody has as a top quarterback he's just not he's not a top quarterback he just has the right scheme the right coaches they have a great group of people around him and he's not fucking it up that's sometimes that's the hardest battle is having a quarterback that's not gonna put you in position to lose he's always gonna make sure that you're in position to win so I'm excited to see how that young team goes up against one of the greatest you know that that Shanahan family they they're known for you know what they do on that sideline and and scheming and planning and that game's going to be the most exciting game in my opinion. I'm a um I'm a since we're like a 
like I said, I'm physically in Atlanta, but the radio show itself is in Columbus, Ohio. So I'll be irresponsible if I didn't mention something about C.J. Stroud. I think he's the greatest Ohio State quarterback that ever came out of Ohio State. And we're talking about some good ones in college, but they never panned out in the NFL. This man out here is balling, and, and it's Texans versus the Ravens. So I'm from Virginia, so when the Ravens came down, I'm like, oh, y'all don't like Washington either? We're cool, you know what I'm saying? So I've always had, like, that AFC, because y'all not in my conference, y'all not in my division, okay? I can like y'all from from way across the way. So I'm looking forward to Ravens and Texans. Lamar's going to get the MVP, hopefully, if not, but that would be cool. I hope they don't try to it give should. it a Dak on the back end. But like, you don't get the MVP. Who else could possibly get it? No, nah, nobody. I mean, you, you can try to make an excuse yeah. for Dak, but we just remember what happened yesterday, even though the ballot's already in. I bet you anybody who voted for Dak's like, mother, I knew I shouldn't have voted for Dak, but you did, and your ballot's in, so you're screwed on that. But, um, yeah, Ravens and Texans is, is all for me. I, give me two black quarterbacks, one young, one average-ish type young, see how this thing goes. Um, Texans is a great yeah. story, though. D'Amico Ryan's former uh, – linebacker with the Eagles, former player with the Texans, the whole tomfoolery that the Texans had going on just to go to another black quarterback, a black head coach. Now y'all winning, Texans. See, that's a, that's all y'all had to do, you know what I'm saying? Put some put some good leadership in, in, in your building a little bit and let that thing bubble. Now y'all winning. Well, yeah, when you, when you talk about Stroud, like, you got to give this young man props and you have to definitely give their coaching staff props because – one of the reasons I feel like they won that game is because it wasn't all on his shoulders. You know, even though the moments they needed him to be big, he was huge. But the game wasn't on his shoulders. I think he might have thrown like 21 passes the whole game. I mean, that was that's just a great opportunity for a young quarterback to just step into himself. And I, I, I know a lot of uh, organizations passed on him in the draft. And for him to show up the way that he did and and they had a rocky season. We know that they 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 got out of the division. That's all that truly matters sometimes is to, if you win the division, the division is a little, you know, lackluster. So that's why I don't have them winning this game against the Baltimore Ravens. But it is an exciting story. And I am excited to see what they what kind of scheme they come up with. Because one thing about it, the Ravens' defense isn't going to allow him to do what he did against the Cleveland Browns. They're not going to allow that. That I don't see them allowing the, the run game to affect them in that way. They have much better secondary as well. So it'll be interesting to see. This is this is more of a chess match for the coaches, in my opinion, because on paper, the, the Ravens are just a flat-out better team overall. And... So scheme is what I think makes the difference in this game. Come on, Lamar. I need you to get this. I need you to get this win for me, B. I count. I count. I count on on the on the uh, the lovable Lions just because like they won me some money, but I think I might have cursed myself. Right? I don't like betting around emotion. So I'm gonna get funny story real quick. So the Lions was playing the Cowboys, and I had the Lions plus five and a half, but I had the under at forty and a half. So around that fourth <laughs> that fourth quarter that that tomfoolery was going on, it's like damn. Right. So I need Detroit to score, I need mm-hmm. them to go for two, and I need them to miss it. Like I had need I needed all three of those things to happen. So Jared Goff's going down the field, boom, touchdown. All right, cool. So now we at the plus five and a half. We straight. Don't go for because if they would have went for two, it would have been forty and a half. And obviously they go into overtime. Somebody's going to score. 
So then the yeah. over would have the over would have yeah. been done. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, y'all scored the touchdown, great. Plus five and a half is cool. All right, Dan Campbell. Do what Dan Campbell does. You know what I'm saying? Be That was an be, awful decision he made, but go ahead. Be meathead. We're going for two. So it's like, all right, let's go. They go for two and they make it. But then they don't because they they said the uh, the lineman didn't report, which he clearly did. They again the Dallas screw over, great. I'm about to get some money. They do it again. Mike is lined up in the neutral zone. Okay, dang. All right, so man, Campbell's not gonna be. He's not gonna go for it three times in a row. He's gonna kick the field goal. He's gonna kick the extra point, right? But for the money, I needed Man Campbell to be Man Campbell, and damn sure enough, he was Man Campbell, and uh, yeah. golf was golf the way I needed him. Underskipped that ball, so I won. But then I felt icky because it was like the Cowboys benefited off of that. But I won some money, and I never felt I never felt better. I never felt better about myself ever since. Listen, it's okay when you're playing, when you're betting with your heart, and you got it. You're an Eagles fan. That's different than your pocket. Your pocket got to be a completely different <laughs> personality. Like you can't. You got to let that shit go about the Cowboys. If they gonna win a game, and you're gonna financially profit, then you clap that up. That's that's good on you. Don't, it doesn't matter. Look, y'all both lost in the first round anyway, so it big, didn't matter. Yeah, big picture, big picture, it didn't matter. But I'm telling you, in that moment, it just felt icky. It was just like, ew, any other time I would have wanted y'all to get screwed over, but nah, and I and I that's profited. The, that's the one game, the Lions and the Bucks game, that I feel like the Lions, that's the only game actually in the, the this whole um, second round that I feel like I know who's going to win. And that's not to diss the the Bucks. Obviously, they came out of the worst division in football. Like the NFC South is the dumpster fire of the entire NFL. Mm. All three teams outside of Carolina had an opportunity to win the division of the last week of the season. That tells you right there how bad it was. And they came out on top. And lucky for them, they got the struggling, limping Eagles coming into town and were able to put together a great game. They played an amazing game that with the help of the Eagles, just not even tackling, no energy, no, no fight in them, no dog in them. But now they're going against a Lions team that really feels like they were they were had in that game. They came, they they just beat the Rams, who, you know, they had to swap the quarterback situation. I feel like the Lions are really high on themselves. Um, the the Bucks should be as well, but I I I I, I know they played uh week six, I think it was week six. They played against each other and the Lions, the Lions, you know, pretty much beat them easily and they were injured and wounded and all those things. So they have a lot of more healthier players now, the Lions. So I, I sadly feel like the Lions are going to win this game and it's in Detroit. Um, but the other three games are the games that I truly feel like eh, you never know. You just never know. The lovable lines. I love how you brought back the the fact that the Buccaneers dog walked the Eagles yesterday. We, I thought we was off of that last segment, but it's okay. She had to bring it. She had to bring us full circle. Miko Grimes on the SS right. experience. So Miko. So um, just to go into some little bit of history with. So um, you spent three times in some cities because uh, your husband played ball there. Um, ATL, uh, Tampa Bay, and Miami. So I want to play mm-hmm. a game of ATL, Tampa Bay, and Miami, where I'm going to give you three things, and you just tell me which one of those three cities is best for said things. Um, okay. So we'll start off with something simple. Food. Best best place for food, Atlanta, Tampa, or Miami? Uh, Miami, for sure. Uh, I'm a vegan uh, most of the time. I do dabble in a little fish, maybe a piece of crab here and there, but that's really like um, 
kind of like my junk food, if that makes any sense. Um, but I'm 98% vegan and Atlanta's vegan food is nothing but fried bullshit. And Tampa, although they do have some pretty good vegan restaurants, there's not very many of them. And in Miami, you can find a pretty good batch of everything, all foods, especially the Caribbean food and the Cuban food is high there as well. So I would have to go Miami as a vegan. All right. I don't all right. know anybody else, but for me, that's what matters. How about how about um, fan base? Since you was able to be a part of three of, you know, be a part of those three fan bases, Atlanta, oh. Tampa, and Miami, who's a better fan base? Tampa, for sure. Um, Atlanta, there is no such thing as a fan base there. They don't, they do not care. You could be winning and they still won't come to the games. Miami, sadly, they've always just not been very good. And there's so many things to do in Miami. So it's tough to get people into that stadium. Also with you not losing, even this year, they were winning. They still didn't have a crazy, like you, you when you watch the, the road teams that come into town because every road team wants to come to the Miami game because it's it's Miami. Yeah, 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 they yeah, pretty yeah. much the the, the fan the, the crowd is 50-50 with the other teams. So they sell their tickets. They don't give a shit about coming to the game. But Tampa, sadly, there's not very much to do, which makes their fan base die hard. They don't care if they three and fifteen. They are coming to the game. They're gonna be loud. They're gonna be supportive. Win, lose, or draw. Uh, the Tampa fan base is a, a much stronger than both of those other cities. I final one for Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Miami strip clubs. So a lot of people might not know this, but the city of Tampa is number one when it comes to the amount of strip clubs in a city. Number one, the whole United States. Okay. Oh, wow. It's a strip. I went to the strip club last night. Oh, wow. Tampa got the strip club game on lock. What they don't have is, and I think it's a great thing, is a whole bunch of celebrities in the strip club, right? But what that means is I could go in there, I can get a bottle of whatever, get me a table, get me a section, $150. Mm, not bad. I'm with it. Now, do you have all these rappers and athletes everywhere and the glitz and glamour that comes with $2,500 a table. No, what you're going to get is good quality ass shaking, uh, nice looking women for the low. So I'm sorry. I'm choosing Tampa over Atlanta. Miami is kind of a, a mixture of the two. You can, you can find a little bit of everything in Miami. Only thing about the Miami strip club industry is, 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 is not a lot of good dancing to me. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? And these things, we always try to have make sure that we have equal representation of each one. Try to try to do a little, little side bets. Like, let's see, maybe she'll probably pick all of this one, all this one. I ain't gonna lie. I really thought uh, ATL had a shot. Food, Miami, ATL fans, Tampa. I, I figured fans wasn't gonna be ATL because you're right about that. Like, they, it's, it's, it's always the other team. Like, the Martyr Station be filled with the other team every time. It's yeah. crazy. I will give what I will give Atlanta is for the strip club is the the showmanship of it all, the 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 almost like fireworks are going off when they're stripping. But to pay twenty five hundred dollars for that, I don't need it. No, nah, I'm sorry. I, and I'm cheap too. I don't like paying for parking. You ain't gonna tell me I got to pay twenty dollars. Parking alone is a hundred dollars in Atlanta. I parked at Tampa Strip Club last night ten dollars up front. Front row, get to keep my my keys and everything. 
Oh, so you so 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 valet was like ten dollars. See, now that's lit. Yes, it's it's an amazing experience in Tampa. And if you want to really want to get gangsta and cross that bridge over to St. Pete, they got even more strip clubs over there, and it, it it's it's a time. Tampa don't sleep on the strip clubs in Tampa. So the Eagles play an NFC South schedule uh, coming up in the 24-25 season, which kind of sucks because we get Atlanta and Carolina at home, which me living in Atlanta is kind of like, dang, the one time I did want the Eagles to come here. You got to go there, yeah. I got to go back to the crib. But we do get uh, Tampa and New Orleans on the road. So – I might have to take you up on seeing what's up with a strip club out there in Tampa. You know what I'm saying? Just to, uh, cause it's just straight down 75 from Atlanta, I think, if my geography's right. Yeah. So straight shot. Yeah. yeah get... Straight down 75 to 275. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to definitely see, see what the stripper action like because uh, I can't afford it out here. Not going to lie. I used to be yeah. a strip club connoisseur. I can't afford it. It's out of my budget. I can't do it. I can't for compete. Nothing. For nothing, for a whole bunch of BBLs. Like there's like a lot of girls don't even have no pole action. They can't actually dance. It's just a lot of ass wagging and that's cool. But I like girls that can actually dance and have like a show about them that are performing pole experts. You don't got to have a big old booty to be a stripper. You don't have to have that, that BBL. You can actually be a great performer with a, a nice body and, and, and show and show off and act up. But everybody likes a big booty that's just moving. And I, I 2500 for that, I'm sorry. I'd Message. You know what I'm saying? To all the natural girls out there, message before you go uh, put that needle or put that stuff or move that fat around. You know what I'm saying? Stay natural as long as you can. But if you are going to get a BBL, at least get some money off of it, which you should because you got the BBL. All right, yeah, so Miko, uh, one... Two two more things real quick. I want to get some culture with you because this hit my timeline. I know you're big in these Twitter streets. So Diddy's not about to attend the Grammys, and we all know the stuff that's going around with Diddy. This was always my thing, Miko. It was this, right? Like, so Diddy paid off Cassie because he didn't want none of this stuff to go. He's like, all right, look, all right, look, mm -hmm. look, you knew what we did, but okay, you want some money now? Here, hush, whatever, whatever. Because come on now, like that 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 lawsuit just just threw my mind. Anyway, like wait a minute, like all of this stuff was. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. That's not that's not my point. My point is, is that he paid the bread off so that can just chill. Now everybody coming out the weed works like Diddy, 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 Diddy's to me. Take that, take that, take that. Now Diddy can't go to the Grammys because, um, yeah, he just now just can't go Everybody to the Grammys. Wants to sit next to him is what the problem is. Everyone has said, if you sit me next to Diddy, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit there. He's almost like a, an embarrassment now to music for a lot of people who. And sadly, was at all them damn parties and po possibly participated in the shenanigans as, as well. But this is what happens when you're being ousted by your your community. Everybody's nobody wants to be a part of it. Nobody wants that that dirt on them, that mud on them. So everybody's staying away from them. It's just, it's kind of like the thing with like R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, and all these other people. It's like. Y'all wait for a certain, and again, I'm not saying that there's a certain appropriate time to, you know, say these things, but it just always seems like it's at a time where the person's on a come up for something and then somebody brings them down. Not to say that the behavior is not worth them being brought down. I just hate the timing of all of this stuff. Like, did he just drop the album? Um, I, li I liked it, by the way. The joint with Jacquees and Fab, one of my constantly banging that joint you know what i'm saying like that's it's a, it's, a, it's a very dope album i just be hate miko i just be hating the timing of it's like y'all like it's all and it's always us too that always has to go down for most of this stuff like epstein was able to chill for a hot minute before they burned him and 
oh, him, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's a whole other thing. I didn't really do too much research on that, so I'm not going to get into that. But what's else your thoughts about um, Diddy not being in the Grammys? Like, what if Diddy did? What if Diddy would have won a Grammy? Like, just, 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 just saying out of just out of out of out of shits and giggles. You know what I'm saying? Just because Fifty said that he's not going to win, so like, why are you going to go? They ain't about to give you no trophy. Here's the thing. I stopped watching the Grammys years ago simply because I just thought it was a bad representation of our music. Like we we get dissed, we get fucked over, you know, at the Grammys all the time. All these awards, you know, black excellence and black artistry takes a backseat to white people. And so I have decided for myself that I'm going to choose who the Grammy winners are in my head, in my household, in my radio. So right. I don't care who has won a Grammy, right? But um, what should what people should take into consideration, and this is something that I've told my son and anybody that will listen, R. Kelly, for example, the talent speaks for itself, right? Come on. Just because you're a piece of shit does not mean you're not talented, right. okay? Puff is talented. R. Kelly's talented. All these people are talented. They, what they do on the sides, you separate that from, from their art, they're talented. I don't like when our people say, it's always us doing this to our people, but it's always us doing things, right? You can't go for decades sexually assaulting women, abusing women, um, being a closeted gay person and 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 doing all these things that, that don't, um, that aren't who you say you are in the light. Mm. And when you get exposed, people say, why are our people always put, we're doing shit. No, that's hundred percent facts. Up. We're fucking up. And I'm all for somebody telling their story whenever it happens. And I, I want to, I want to have a transparent and vulnerable moment with you right now. I was uh, molested as a child. And uh, I didn't speak. I, I told my mother and uh, it was my uncle my mom's sister's husband and um it took me till I was 19 mm. at the first time to speak about this uh molestation and um it didn't go very well my family didn't my 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 mom and my aunt didn't support me in those moments right so i literally didn't speak about it again until this year i'm 48 oh wow that's a a very long time so uh what made you uh, decide to get that out therapy took me a lot of years of therapy to even be comfortable enough to say it out loud, to be strong enough to not like, because every time I would think about saying it, I would get emotional. I was sweating and I'm about to cry. And, and you know, I, I, I don't like that feeling. I wanted to get to the point where I could speak about it like I am with you right now and be calm and be like, yeah, that happened to me. And I have a right to speak about it whenever I feel like I'm ready. So I just want to put that message out there that it doesn't matter how long it takes. If someone sexually assaulted you, if someone uh, raped you, molested you or anything, you have every right to speak about it whenever it happens. Now, the problem that I have a lot of issues with is the Me Too movement specifically where mm. um, you have a situation. Let's just say like you, let's just say you let's say you're this big, powerful radio person. You know, you're big time. Right. Yeah. And I go to you and I want a radio show and I want to come to you. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to have a radio show. And you're like, well, if you suck my dick, I can give you a radio show. And then you say, OK, I'll suck the dick for the radio show. I don't like that. Don't come back 20 years later and say, 
well, he was powerful and he said, you suck the dick. You could have said no. You mm. could have said, no, I'm not doing that for a show. Can you give me a show without sucking your dick? And if he says no, then you go somewhere else and try to get a radio show. But if you suck the dick for the show, it's not the same as people being attacked and people being molested and raped and, and sexually assaulted. It's not the same thing to me. I don't care how powerful the person is. If you have an opportunity to say yes or no and you choose no, that's on you. Got to stand on business. Stand on business, yeah. That's what they say. That's what they, that's what as they say the kids are saying these days. Stand on business. On business. If you no. suck that dick, then keep it keep it to yourself. That you because now you're famous. Now you're powerful. Now you're in all these rooms. You're making all this money. Now you're a superstar, and and now you're like, well, so and so said if I sucked his dick, I okay, and you benefited from that dick suck. Look at you. And see, that's why, like, a lot of the times, like, depends on, like, who says the story. It, but, again, you, you never, you're not in the room while the sucking is going on. So you never know if it's consensual or forceful or not. So you just be like, okay, whatever. Right. Let the let the, let the the powers that be juggle that stuff or whatever. Because, like I said with R. Kelly, because R. Kelly is one of my, um, my religious content things to talk about. We're all complicit. If you ever stepped in the name of love, if you ever listened to Chocolate Factory, I've always wanted to get Chocolate Factory too, but we're not about to get it now because R. Kelly's not coming home. We're all complicit in it, but we turned a blind eye until we couldn't turn a blind eye anymore. COVID happened, 2020. We needed something to do. R. Kelly, the uh, surviving R. Kelly, or that might have been like a year before. Man, what a time! To, what a time not to be alive if you're R. Kelly. So, Miko, one last thing I want to get done real, real quick. It's a game that I like to call Miko or Meek No. If you're cool with it, it's Miko. If you ain't fucking with it. It's Meek No. So okay. I want to start off with um, Miko or Meek No. Football games being exclusively streamed. Meek No. Can't do it. No. Can't do it. No. I don't, you talking about the whole Peacock thing they just played? All, they all love it. I be thinking about the 70 year old old man that's like, the cock? Where's the cock? What's a yeah, peacock? That's kind of you got, you got to understand, like, Football, like games in general, like all sporting events and games, these are supposed to be things on regular old TV. That's what you pay for cable for. Now you want somebody to get a whole streaming app. They got to download an app. They got to pay the monthly, whatever. They got to, even if you do the, the trial, the 30 day, now you got to remember to delete it before the 30 days up. Are you going to get charged? It's bullshit. And I get what they're trying to do, but they're already rich. Stop it. Stop. You're already rich. Knock it the fuck off. Okay? It's stupid. I got a third party streaming site where I watch stuff on. So that whole Peacock and Amazon Prime missed me with that. I'm cool on that. But the Canadians <laughs> did it. The Canadians did it right though. The Canadians got a channel up there called CTV because you know they get the same programming as we do. They just don't have NBC, Fox. They just have other stuff. And they had the game on regular TV for the good old Canadians up there. You know what I'm saying? Up north. So they was able to watch the game without streaming. So shout out to Canada. Y'all always do good work, especially with having universal health care for all. We should be like the Canadians. No, but the Canadians, they still on their vaccine shit. I'm off that. Sorry. I'm anti-vax. That's some bullshit. They, they're just, they, they, let's not even get into that. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we, if we can get some more time, we can do that. We can do that on another day. So another, uh, Miko or Meek No joining another reality show, Miko or Meek No. Ooh, I would say Miko. Um, it would have to be a perfect thing, though. It would have to be something that I felt 
comfortable and safe doing. And I would also have to be ready to, um, I would say, be more vulnerable. Like I'm not there. Like that happened in 2017 and I still, I'm still jaded off some of the people. Like I, I've learned that when those cameras go on, people that you thought you knew, they do the strangest things when those cameras are on to, to be relevant, to be viral, to have these moments. So in order to get me back on a reality show, it would have to be so perfect and so right and so much money. So would you, would, would you, would, I don't know. Did you have an opportunity or would you have done that? Uh, that Peacock show traders is kind of like one of those murder mystery type things. Would you, uh, would you have done something like that? What is that? It's some I've I've seen the trailer for it. It's basically like a lot of the Real Housewives. So I think like uh Cynthia, not Cynthia, um Cherie's on that joint. Uh the one joint that used to be on uh Housewives back in the day, the short one. Wait, acting? No, no, no. It's like a murder mystery type thing where it's like, like what's like Survivor or oh, oh, that oh, trailer oh, type yeah, shit. You know what? Those would be fun. I, my friend Kim Zolziak, she she did one out in Brazil or somewhere like yeah. where almost like Big Brother type vibes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah that that kind of stuff i would be open to doing something like that that seems like more fun to me especially like strangers more than like oh these are football wives because a lot of these shows have these football wives and and housewives they're fronting they don't even have no money like they're everything is fake everything is cap and you you can't believe everything that's being said but on those other shows you kind of like a competition where like every week we battle into to be the head of the household. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would love to do something like that. That kind of reality show, I'm I'm all for that. That would be fun. Cause you know there's different type of reality shows. So you know, there's you know, different different types. You know, you got your love and hip hop, so you know you got your singular ones and you know, you know, know. like those. I'm off those. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. So one last thing of Miko or Meek No. Taylor Swift swag surfing. You're Miko. Or Meek No. Meek No, that shit looked like a a, a canoe, a, a a tugboat, a pontoon. No, they weren't surfing. That was that was actually like the the mayo version, the mayonnaise version of of a swag surf. It was not cool. It was it was nasty. It's nasty work. And I still to I don't care what nobody say. I'm still questioning whether that relationship is valid. Only because Kelsey liked black girls, right? But I talked to one of my girlfriends who's from Ohio and she said that they are both from Ohio and they kind of grew up what she called, this is a white woman now, she called trashy. They're trashy white people. Oh, and wow. she said, sometimes you find somebody writing your trashy white element and it just clicks. So she's like, it could be like a them reverting back to their trashy childhood and liking each other. And it could be a real legit relationship. But I just, this is hard for me to see Travis Kelsey like these beautiful brown women and then go for a, a a girl that's built like a 10 year old white boy and corny <laughs> you, you know the crazy thing is like i'm not i'm not into the, the the dating world but obviously you're you're around most of that than i am i was listening to a podcast and they were saying that he was dating uh k michelle and it was like the drop off between like a k michelle type to a taylor swift type is like night and day like figuratively and literally i'm like oh so because they was trying to crack the joke like how when black men date white women, should we be as outraged that Travis Kelsey is dating a white woman despite the fact that Travis Kelsey is white? So that's a little joke that they were trying to make, and it kind of went over my head for a second till again, you said, 
oh, he normally dates black women. So it's like, oh, so he might got the card to be cool to be in the barbershop because he normally gets a nice line and he's crispy. He's crispy. On him says he wants to be the black white guy. Like it, it, it's it's giving. I love the culture. I love the women. I love the look. He he kind of has that little swagger about him. You could tell he he's been around a lot of black people and he likes them. And you know you he's he's what what we would call like well I guess you would call him a no no I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna give him that name. I just think that him jumping over to Taylor Swift doesn't seem authentic to me. Now, does that mean it's not authentic? Absolutely not. I don't know those white people. I don't know how they linked up, but it just seems very weird to me for him to go to. I've seen three or four of his exes and they were black women and mm. beautiful. I mean, beautiful black women. And then Taylor Swift to me is not beautiful at all. Like she's not ugly, but. There's nothing about her that just looks fuckable. Like, what are you, what, 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 what is this? <laughs> you know, but I mean, Taylor Swift is just oh. like you said. She's a, she's a twig. You know what I mean? Like for for certain people like us or like me, it's not enough. You know what I'm saying? She would have to get a BBL in in some way, shape, or form. You know what I'm saying? She would have to expand that out a little bit more. Even though I know you got to have fat to make the BBL, but Put something in there, you know what I mean? It'll, it'll, we'll, we can, we can, we can make that thing work. So, uh, Miko, I definitely appreciate you uh, being uh, on the pod, being on the show. It was definitely a uh, good work. Um, would you like to promote your show? Anything else that you want to promote on the way out? Yes. Again, one more time. Ho.everything on Instagram. If you are interested in doing any acting, um, male or female, we have white characters, Spanish, black male female we got a grandmother we're trying to cast um if you are interested in listening to my podcast which is kind of on a hiatus right now but i'm gonna tap back into it it's called ask miko you can go on youtube and search ask miko or iheart miko on youtube my instagram is at iheart miko for i use instagram more than anything else and um yeah that's about it hold on so you're not so you're not out here in these twitter streets no more I am, but you know what's sad about Twitter is after I, I got kicked off Twitter in 2015, I don't know if you know that, but um, I'm back on Twitter, but my name is uh, OG Meek Millie, I believe. And I just like, I just looked at the app right now. It hasn't even, I had to click it to re-download it. That's how much I don't use it. And I keep forgetting to use Twitter. Like, because I was off of it for eight years, it's hard for me to remember to use it. I got kicked Sadly. off. Tw I got kicked off Twitter too. This was around the time where Trump got kicked off of Twitter because that's when like everybody from both sides of the line was like talking their stuff, and you know someone you know what I'm saying used the N word, and then I said some things, and then my. But hey, look, as much as we people want to give shit to Elon Musk, shout out Elon yeah. Musk because he gave me my Twitter back. You, the reason why I wanted my Twitter back so much is because I got a Barack Obama follow, which was a senator. Barack Obama follow, not a president Barack Obama follow, a senator Barack Obama follow. But when I click on Barack Obama, follows you. And I needed that. So shout out to Elon Musk for giving me back my original Twitter because, um, yeah, I just needed that Barack Obama follow. That's all I needed. I just needed to I have that I flex. I didn't get iHeartMiko back, so that's why I had to get OG Meek Millie as my Twitter. Uh, I, you just reminded me, I need to get back in these Twitter streets. I need to have a little more fun on Twitter. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to step it up in 2024 on my Twitter game. 
Hey, man, it's, it's, it's still a fun place, even though they call it X and you don't know who's real anymore because the, the celebrities who used to have blue check marks don't have blue check marks because they're not going to pay for it. The fake people who want blue check marks are paying for it. So you don't know who you just got it. It's one of those. If you know, you know, type people, you know, you know, who's real and hopefully who's not. And just don't take money or just don't send money to people that you think is your uh, favorite celebrities, because why would they ask you for money? Weird. People are so weird getting scammed like that on apps. Like, come on, bro. Be yeah. better. Yeah, be better. Be better. Well, Miko, man, um, again, it's always good to um have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I had a real a lot of fun here. It was good times. And it wasn't like a basic boring interview. So props to you for keeping it interesting and fun. I try to. I try to. You know what I mean? Um, Miko, can I get a drop from you real quick though? This is Miko Grimes, and I'm rocking with Shahid, aka Henny Hardaway 